Good evening, blah, and welcome to a very special Halloween podcast number two, blah. There's nothing new going on in gaming for me. And Halloween's coming up. So I couldn't really think up what to say. So I thought I would do some Halloween stuff. But I can't really think of a lot to say about Halloween stuff either. So this will probably be a short one. This is also kind of my last recording window. And there's like a bunch of noise in the background that is not stopping. So hopefully it won't get picked up by the recording. My favorite Halloween candy is pretty much a tie between two candies. One is the Kit Kat. I like it because it has those crispy wafers. And then the other one is a Three Musketeers. And one of my favorite things to do with the Three Musketeers is to make them kind of cold. I usually keep them in the fridge so they don't go bad. But I will peel off the chocolate from a couple of the sides and then have sort of the, the foamy inside by itself separately sometimes. On a podcast I listened to, they were talking about candies that were their favorites. And one thing that was brought up that kind of coincides with what I was saying last time about how Halloween is changing, is that there were several candies they really liked that aren't around anymore. And these were all kind of stuff people did on their own, you know, made at home. And they were stuff that I grew up, you know, having in my area, as it were, as well. Not necessarily ones that I like. One of them was the caramel apple, which I have never really liked caramel. It just kind of is too sticky and chewy for my taste. It's okay in some candies. That's something I'd completely forgotten about until I heard on that other podcast and I remembered, oh yeah, people used to do that. Rice Krispie Treats is another one that people used to do that I haven't seen done in forever. Of course, you know, I don't go trick-or-treating now, but they kind of stopped when I was young around the same time. Another one they mentioned is sugar cookies with frosting or without frosting. My area didn't really do sugar cookies a whole lot, but I have heard of other people getting them. I think all of these kind of stopped when they got that big scare back in the day about, you know, people putting razor blades and candies or poison or whatever. And everybody just kind of went to the pre-done candies in a bag and, you know, stopped doing the ones that you make at home. I suppose maybe at school parties or private functions, they still do that because, you know, that's safe, quote unquote. But it's kind of Sad to think about changes like that, you know, just in general that I mentioned last Halloween, but also in specific things that either are, you know, forgotten things or things that people have just stopped doing entirely because, you know, various changes in society, you know, like people getting scared because some people found some razor blades or whatever. It's better to be safe and all, but still it's sad to think how these kind of things have changed us over time.
I kind of already mentioned my good ghost stories, as it were. So these are just kind of, I guess, unusual experiences. May or may not be ghost stories. I don't know. The first one was pretty much my first experience. I don't know exactly how old I was. I would guess somewhere between 6 and 8 years old. I was sleeping in my bed, laying flat on my back. I think I had my hands, you know, on my chest or my stomach or something. And I felt a presence in the room, as it were. And I sort of opened my eyes and became, you know, like half awake and looked to see who it was. And it was some guy in an old-timey hat, you know, a top hat kind of thing. And I didn't recognize him. I didn't know who he was, and I'd never seen anybody like that before. And this person was semi-transparent, so he was like a ghost. So he kind of scared me, and I, you know, put my hands flat as kids do and sort of scrunched my neck and my shoulders away from him. And he reached up and put his hands across his face, sort of interwoven on the fingers, I guess you could say. And he sort of pulled each hand outwards, you know, towards his shoulders. And his face kind of split apart like a plastic bag. And he faded away very, very quickly after that, as if damage to his form caused him to, you know, lose his hold on whatever realm he had connecting to our world, as it were. And then I was totally awake, you know, my eyes, you know, were fully open and, you know, I sat up and my heart was racing. I never saw that person again. I never mentioned it to my parents. My mom might have been somewhat open to it, but my dad was, I don't know, he and I never got along, and he was a very regular world guy. But it never really made any sense to me, because I didn't have any connections in terms of family to any old-timey people, as far as I knew. And the house we had at the time, where I grew up, was in Foster City, which those of you not from the Bay Area would not know. Foster City is new. It was kind of, I, I guess, landfill is what they call it, you know, where they take a bunch of dirt and put it down and make an area. And it must have been made in like the mid or late 60s. So it's not like, you know, it was an old haunted house, you know, that had been around for hundreds of years or anything. So I don't know. I, I had that weird experience and I don't know what it was. Maybe it was a ghost. Maybe it was like my one and only real night terror that I've ever had in my childhood. I don't know. The only other experience I had that I can think of was sometime around my early 20s. We had a friend who attended a private school. I think it was a middle school somewhere in Menlo Park here in California. And it was, I think, a few weeks before Halloween that this happened. And he was talking about how it was haunted and it had a history. It had been around since the days of, I don't know if plantation is the right words, but there was a lot of orchards in the area, various fruit plants or flowers. And it had been around, you know, since then. After that, it had apparently become a monastery for a while and then it was owned by I guess private people again and then it had become a school in recent times but he mentioned various stories about the school you know typical things like you know books being moved from the library falling off shelves chairs moving that sort of thing and he had mentioned you know in his younger days when he was a younger 
teen, I guess, when he was going there, that he had snuck in at night a few times to check out the older seminary religious type stuff. And I mentioned how, you know, I'm kind of sensitive to ghosts, and I was always curious if I went to a haunted place if I could sense anything. So we decided to go, you know, at night and see if we could sneak in, which I do not recommend doing because most of these places have alarms on them now. So we went to the supposedly haunted house and checked it out. We were looking around on the outside. We couldn't find any way in. But in one particular part, sort of the feeling of blood and stuff became overwhelming to me. And I asked him, you know, what what's going on in this area of the building? And he said it was interesting that I picked that area because apparently the room just on the other side of the wall during their Halloween times is what they called the murder room. And they would always do it up in red blood and have, you know, people walking around with fake chainsaws. But the real history of the room that he knew of was that when it was somebody's house, I guess it was a sewing type room, and apparently a a few murders had happened in there. During another part of our tour, we could sort of see the main area of the building, sort of see the stairways that went up to the towers, as they were called. It was only like a, a three or four story building, but it had sort of stairway areas that went all the way up the building. And they said that I'd kind of heard some noises from, you know, where we were at the window. And he said, oh, crap. And and he, like, ran away and we followed him. And then we're like, what's going on? Why are you freaking out? Apparently, one of the towers that we could see is one of the most active areas. I guess even when it was a school and he was going there, they had sealed it off, you know, by fence and chained it up. Because apparently... There was always some kind of noise or activity going on near the top of that stairway. So I guess that just totally freaked him out. And I had sensed something or heard something in there that completely freaked him out. And so he was like, ah! I kind of wanted to go in and check it out, but we never found any way to the building. So that was really our only experiences with that. So hopefully you enjoyed these ghost-type stories. So I guess that is it for this Babbit Sablings podcast. Things have been kind of extra sad for me lately. Everything seems like it's not going to change and everything is just going to remain bad. Today started out kind of extra bad. I went to do my recording for the podcast just the last day before you know I'm supposed to post it. And there was a, a street cleaner noise in the area I normally record in. I figured, well, maybe it'll be quiet enough. It won't pick it up. So I started recording, and then some birds flew in, and they were all, And it's like, oh my god, shut up, birds. And then when they were finally quiet, I would start recording, and then the program would go non-responsive, and everything would just kind of lock up for five minutes, and it's like, what the crap is going on? And it just kept repeating that cycle for like half an hour, and I'd only gotten like maybe 10 or 15 minutes recorded. And I'm finally like, you know what, I'm just going to try somewhere else. So I pack up my stuff and I I move and I start to record somewhere else and it 
it turns out that it drained the battery so much and you know it was locking up still that it just it just didn't work out i got most of the podcast done but it's like you know that's that's really depressing it's like that's the one thing i wanted to do this week and that's you know the last day and i just want to get it done and have it go okay and it didn't but i finally struggled through it i saved the file as you know, a, a different name for the file, and it, it stopped crashing, so it seems okay again now. So hopefully everything is back to normal again, and everything will be fine. I don't know, it's just kind of extra sad lately. Hopefully everybody had an okay time, though, and we'll have a good Halloween time, and maybe next time I'll have, you know, regular game stuff to talk about. So hopefully I will see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you friend me, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on Twitter and YouTube at rabbitdotcom. It's rabbit.com, but with not a period. When you type rabbit's ramblings, don't use the space. And be sure to put the number one in place of I whenever you type rabbit. Rabbit's ramblings is copyright 2012 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.